You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've been having a glorious month of February. We are already at the final episode of Vox and Hops, Sober February 2022. What a killer, killer month of sober content. I really, really enjoyed this month, and I have to give a massive props and a massive cheers to our sponsor, Pitch Black North, the Satanic Tea Company. Now, if you do not know who Pitch Black North is, let me tell you a little bit about them right now. They've been featured in the New York Times. Their slogan is Sin Now, Steep Forever, and Every Sip is Blasphemy. All of their products are ethically sourced, expertly crafted, and they are only created in small batches. They make specialty tea, but they also make coffee. You should head on over to their website, pitchblacknorth.com. That's P-I-T-C-H-B-L-A-C-K-N-O-R-T-H.com. And check out their satanic chai bundle. Bundle and save, sinner. You're going to get one bag of the Antichrist pumpkin spiced as well as a bag of the coconut chai if you pick up the satanic chai bundle. If you do do that, make sure to use the promo code, which the satanic tea lord himself has created for you Vox and Hops heads. That promo code is VoxHops15. That's V-O-X-H-O-P-S-1-5. And you will save 15% off of your entire purchase. I love Pitch Black North, the satanic tea company, so damn much. And if you were to pick up some products and use that promo code VoxHops15, you will not only be getting some killer satanic tea, you will also be supporting the podcast, which would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm asking you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that you know just loves podcasts, you should absolutely tell them that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast exists. You could tell them that there are over 300 episodes for them to check out on their favorite podcast platform. Now, if you were to encourage one of your friends to become a future Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, on today's episode, I am with three Vox and Hops alumni who, since their time on the podcast, have now stopped drinking. Today, I'm with Gore from Arama, Matsir Betty B from Terramobile, Unhuman, and Uncle Stalin, and Corey Hoffman of Crimson Shadows and the We're Talking Drums podcast. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 328, which I have called Sober Alumni. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today is a very, very special Vox and Hops episode. It is the final episode of Vox and Hops Sober February 2022, which is presented by Pitch Black North, the Satanic Tea Company. This is an episode when I was setting up Sober February. I wanted to do an episode like this. I wanted to return and connect with alumni that I've had on the podcast, past guests from the podcast that are now subsequently sober themselves. I've called this episode Sober Alumni. Today we are joined with Corey Hoffing of Crimson Shadows and the We're Talking Drums podcast. We got Michel Lucier Gore of Arama. We got Metsu Betty B of Unhuman Terramobile and Uncle Stalin. Uh, how are you boys doing tonight? Fantastic, man. Doing great. Pretty good, yeah. I am uh, very, very happy to be with you all. I'm very excited to connect with you. It's been quite some time that uh, we've had a chance to hang out uh gore you were episode number four of vox and hops which is something just so cool that you were one of the original 10 the first 10 friends that i sat down with to talk about life metal and craft beer before i even released an episode um matt you were next on the block out of the three of you uh, at episode 129 i remember going to your house it was winter it was cold we uh, enjoyed a, a a four origins beer somehow i remember what beer we drank and uh, Corey, you, you were a early pandemic conversation, an early Zoom one, episode 147. And uh, I don't remember what we were drinking, honestly, but it doesn't matter. Uh, let's just jump straight into I, it. I, I drank like three beers during that conversation <laughs> for sure. So 
(laughs) (laughs) Which we'll build up to and get towards that. Let's just uh, dance into a shitty question the way I like to start off these episodes uh, since we've been living in these wonderful times. How have you been coping with the glorious years, plural, of 2020, 2021, and hopefully not 2022? Let's go chronologically. Gore, you take that question, please. Uh, It's been uh, quite a journey because for me... You know, being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, uh, it didn't really have a huge factor play in my life. I decided to move to the country where I was, you know, originally from. And I moved here with my wife and we have now a son. And so it was weird. COVID was weird because I was diagnosed, I think, in 2021 after not knowing at all for a year I was having problems at the same time having the birth of my child. So it was weird. But at the same time, I got to stay home anyways. And I'm paid with disability for life. So I stayed home anyway. So there wasn't a much change for me. Being diagnosed MS, becoming a new father at the same time, those are massive, massive changes. So it is a, you must, you're, you're not, and MS is such a strange thing. Having been in a band with someone that had it, uh, that got to a point that's very, hard on his body um i only you're not quite sure what's going on at first so so is it were you ever wondering if it's just i'm just a new father i'm tired and you didn't quite understand what was going on uh i did a lot of reading on my end and i kind of found that like i had very similar symptoms to someone with multiple sclerosis because my mom friend is also diagnosed with RMS, which is a re-emission relapse. So it's not exactly the same as mine. She can have pretty much the same symptoms as me, uh, but like, you know, have for a month and then go years without any, you know, flare up. Uh, And me, on the other hand, I have progressive. So I I steadily every day just progress. So yeah, it was uh, different. It, It wasn't because I felt like I kind of knew it was something further than just my back pain that I thought or being tired as a father. And I did my research and I was like, listen, I'm connecting the dots. I've been going doctor to doctor. I saw one guy that was a physiatrist, I think. And he said, just watching me walk, he knew right away that it was this. So I got a brain MRI and that's when I found out. So I kind of knew without having the answer you know but i had a, i had i had a feeling and it runs in the family too so they say it's not uh, hereditary um, but my aunt susie had very progressive multiple sclerosis and i don't think i've ever met her she died way before i was born so wow yeah so it yeah i i it, it, it it's a change but at the same time like I could see the beauty in it too. I get to spend all day with my son. I get to see him grow. I get to see him talk. I get to see him walk. You know, I'm not working like a slave and not enjoying that part of being a father. And uh, I, I get to see it all. So I, I, I couldn't ask for anything better if I could say that. It's an excellent, excellent mindset and vision on being stacked with such a huge obstacle in your life and then you've taken a very positive high road on that so congrats congrats on that i i I appreciate that that mindset very much uh matt how have you been coping with these glorious wonderful years that we've been going through nothing like that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) what can i say after that (laughs) but a lot of changes for me but uh i'm not sick so you know it's all good good but uh yeah i i decided to quit drinking you know, I we talked before. I told you I I I did many drugs and shit, a lot of them. <laughs> so um, I decided it was over. But I had like I never had a drinking problem, but I had to quit drinking, you know, to stop the drugs. So I gave mm-hmm. myself at least a year without drinking, and uh, it's going to be uh, one year uh, in fifteen days, actually. So Congrats. yeah. And I lost like 80 pounds. Too. Wow. So I got, yeah, man. And uh, got my driver's license at 37. <laughs> oh, you, you had never had it. I never before. had it. Yeah. So, and I changed uh, uh, work. I, I, fuck, I changed pretty much everything. <laughs> 
So yeah, that was my year. And uh, now I got a girlfriend, which I didn't have for a long time. I was a a long time single uh, because I was too fucked up all the time anyway. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) wonderful woman. Fuck, it's crazy. (laughs) All before my 40s. It's perfect because I know I'm going to have like a fucking uh, crise de la quarantaine, you know. I'm sure I'm going to have crisis. But if I would (laughs) have, you know, started that midlife crisis at 300 something pounds, fucking addicted to whatever this and that and fuck, it wouldn't have been cool. So I try to, you know, uh, make things better before I get to 40. So I want to live rebuilding, rebuilding, restarting, refresh, doing shitloads of music all the time, you know. That's, That's good. It. That makes me happy. That's it. Yeah. Congrats, congrats on that. Corey, Corey, how have you been tackling these years? I'm sure I actually asked you that question because we it was the pandemic when we had our conversation. So uh, how have you been coping since then? Uh, things have been good, man. Um, yeah, things have changed a lot since uh, our chat. Uh, I forget exactly when it was, but it was uh, June, the beginning of June 2020 when I decided to quit drinking. And it was kind of just like I woke up hungover one day. And, uh, then I, I just realized I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like it was, uh, I, I was, I wasn't working. Uh, so it was like three, four nights a week. I was just getting annihilated cause there's nothing going on, you know, like I work in AV. So like everything got shut down. It was a very strange time. I've never not like had at least a day job or like like bands like crazy busy and like all my bands kind of like stopped doing stuff we couldn't see each other couldn't jam uh all that type of stuff so yeah i just decided uh that's it so since uh june uh 2020 uh is when i had my last drink and now i'm actually close to 10 months uh without smoking as well which is not uh something i ever thought i'd say because i've smoked since i was like 15 so smoking weed or cigarettes cigarettes yeah the only thing i the only thing i do now is like a little bit of weed every now and again uh just to you know take the edge off if uh i'm getting a little too uh stressed out but uh not even then man i don't even do that very often um but yeah other than that man like um crimson shadows has new record coming out uh i was in montreal in december finally doing drums for that so I'm super stoked on that and uh, working with a number of different bands uh, doing some fun stuff. So things are kind of moving along and I'm really enjoying being sober for the first time uh, since being an adult. So, yeah. Well, congrats on all of that. Uh, I would like to, I'll bounce right off of you on that question. Uh, uh, how much do you think the impact of the pandemic had on your decision to become sober you, you mentioned that you were you were not working so you were drinking a lot more do you think had the pandemic not happened would you have become sober i i've given it a lot of thought and i really think that this was something that needed to happen uh it's i i'd say probably the last like three or four years um pre-pandemic it's kind of been an issue uh, and something that I wasn't happy uh, with uh, my just lack of self-control when it came to my drinking. Um, And I, I know my, my ex-girlfriend who's, I was, we were together at the time. I had kind of uh, brought it up to me several times too. It's like when I got to a certain point, I would turn to her and be like, I don't like the person that I am right now. Um, Oh shit. So like it was always kind of there and then it was the pandemic that kind of brought everything out really quickly like three months in and it was like okay no this is a lot bigger of an issue than i previously thought and there's no slowing down or cutting down because that always came back to where i was uh i'd cut down for a month or so and then like it would always it would always come back so it had to be something that i had to just like quit uh cold turkey essentially and yeah, it was starting to affect my relationship and, you know, like uh, the way my friends viewed me and, and this, that, the other thing. So it was like it, ne- it needed to happen, you know. Hmm. Uh, how about you, Matt? Do you think that you ever would have really pulled the trigger on stopping drinking? I don't think it uh, it changed anything for me because I, I kept working because I, I work in renovation. So I never stopped working and 
No, no, I, I was, it was long due, man. Like I, I, I should have quit when, you know, way back when we did shows together or something, because so, most people, they didn't know, but I would go on stage. I would have been up for two days, you know, before that, Yeah. not just <laughs> drinking like crazy and, and doing the shows, you know? So it was like that all the time for, for a while. So no, I don't think the pandemic had anything to do with it at all. I wish I could say yeah sure but no it was just really long time to man I, it's a good thing 100 mm, because last time when, when we were together you spoke a lot about you were you were running a bar and you were just out of control and all of the any money you were making at the bar was going directly into your my <laughs> <drug> nose <fund. laughs> yeah, i was gonna say i was gonna say uh, that. <laughs> it's all right i'm not even ashamed of that because well fuck it it happened <laughs> now it's better so I'll focus on that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably snorted half a house. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're good. <laughs> hey, I can fucking laugh. I know, about it. Don't worry, I've been there. <laughs> so what? What would it be about you? You would start drinking afterwards, and then automatically your mind would sway towards. No, no, I need no, no, to no, find no, drugs. no. I actually, no, no, no. I, I, my mind was set to do blow, and then I had to drink with that because. You can't just and not drink. It's not good for you. Okay. You're gonna die. <laughs> okay. okay. So that's it. Yeah, yeah. You often you often get thirsty. Yeah, I I know all that game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for it, it was me. It was like two three day binges. You know, mm. me. I would never fucking stop. So and I loved it. And I would mix blow with ketamine a lot and MDA like a lot of shit. So. Yeah, it was really bad for me. And uh, yeah, I didn't even quit on a hangover. It was just that day, everything was doing fine. And I was like, you know what? I Let's not touch that shit again, ever. And I got to quit drinking for at least a year. And then after that, we'll see. But yeah. Mm. Well, good for you. Good for you. Uh, Gore, your, your situation is completely different, which makes yeah, it very yeah. interesting for the conversation. Yeah. Um, what reasons and i don't know the answer and i didn't do any research beforehand so i apologize for that um having ms and drinking just doesn't go together can you explain that to everyone uh inflammation that's what it causes so it can kind of do a flare-up what they call is like an attack basically when your body goes in complete ms mode and you're your spinal cord, which is kind of the core of your walking, your articulation, the way, you know, it does a lot to your body. So, I mean, once I started drinking, uh, it, it would do that to me. And it was around 2019 that I kind of figured that out by drinking and like, fuck, I'm not feeling good, man. Like, you're going to tell me two beers is getting me drunk. I, you know, I would pound tons of beers, you know. And uh, it, it got to a point where it was weird to get drunk. And then now knowing that I that's what I had, uh, it was totally uh, understandable why I can't do alcohol. And it's not because I quit consciously because I knew it was bad for me in that way. I didn't have a problem with alcohol. Uh, it's now like alcohol that's giving me a problem. So I just decided, you know, to feel better with living with MS and to be able to go to my jams and write music, uh, being sober is probably the most creative part of my life that I've ever had right for writing music. You know, I would have thought maybe I need to get stoned or I need to get fucked up to kind of write something or, you know, get in certain vibe or perform a show. And now it's just like that not you you see the other side and it's, it's exactly the same so uh i found being sober now uh, just a far better creative uh process i feel exactly the same too that's exactly was my next question actually too i i've interviewed a bunch of people this month to talk about this and a lot of people come up with the the vice or the the idea the habit uh a self-enabling way of i need this to be created but we're not motley crew or fucking led zeppelin either you know it's different <laughs> when what we do is very had different more time <laughs> but matt matt did uh elaborate on that on on the 
the fallacy of uh, believing that you need to be high or that you need to be inebriated to be creative artistically? No, I, seriously, I well, I was kind of stressed out when I when I quit everything, and I fuck, I did I did the entire uh, Stalin album almost sober when I well when I recorded the guitars and I. I was I I already um, wrote everything when I wasn't sober, like I was really not sober. But that's when I realized it was okay. When I when I recorded the guitars, I was sober, and I was like, "Holy fuck! Wow! I just ah, it's everything is perfect. Just yeah, no fucking around. Just just hitting these songs like crazy. After that, I was like, "Yeah, okay, sober it's gonna be, man." Because before that, I was I was doing too many lines and I was like stressed out kind of and ugh, it's never perfect enough. And that that's such a bad feeling, actually. And drinking scotch like crazy and nah, 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 it's not good. Now it, we do that in the afternoon and it's like drinking tea, actually, and smoke a little bit of weed, but really not that much. And yeah, so productive, man. It's crazy. Instead of recording at two in the morning, all fucked up, you know, and you think it's good. And then the next day you listen to it, you're like, this is shit. No. Yeah. Hmm. I'm seeing that resonate with you, uh, Corey. To talk to, to, were you under the, the illusion that you needed to be inebriated to be creative? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, being a drummer, that everything's always very physical. Uh, so I, I always hated playing when I was fucked up. And when I, when I was playing for, uh, Johnny No Cash and the Celtic Outlaws, a big part of our thing was that we drank a lot. Uh, so even at yeah. rehearsals when we were writing and everything, uh, there would be times where we'd get to the point where I could barely even hold my sticks cause we were just drinking so much and having so much fun together and they'd be super fun times and writing sessions. But, uh, I did find when I got sober that um, it was kind of a wake up call on like, oh shit, like we have to tighten up as a band because, <laughs> you know, when we're all fucking loaded, <laughs> we're not as good as we think yeah, we are. Yeah, exactly. We're having fun, <laughs> right? But yeah, we were having fun, but like at the same time, like, you know, you want to be professional as well. So yeah, but uh, no, definitely I, I having a clear head, um, I think helps with the writing process, just highly caffeinated. I find like coffee is my go-to when, mm. when doing writing or anything like that. Uh, bounce off question. Uh, Johnny, no cash. You, you mentioned that you were with them. That means that you may not be with them. Did you have to step away from them because of the drinking environment? And I don't know the answer to this and I did no research. I'm sorry. No. Um, we we were together for probably a good six months uh, throughout my when I was sober and like we were still jamming everything was good uh, but Johnny decided he couldn't live in Toronto anymore and he now yeah, lives yeah. in a van in the forest in BC by the river yeah no seriously he yeah yeah he lives in a van <laughs> by the river he likes to be by <laughs> water. <laughs> Um, so we're not like, we're kind of on like an indefinite hiatus. Um, and actually tomorrow we are releasing, um, uh, the last song that we did together, uh, which was literally, we were in the studio a week before the pandemic hit, uh, in Michigan and we recorded two songs and this is the second one. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's like the last thing that we really did together as a band. Uh, and we'll see what the future holds, but right now he doesn't have any plans on coming back and we're kind of, yeah, all kind of doing our own thing, uh, at this point. So yeah, not sure what's going to happen with that. Project. <laughs> but you, you felt comfortable being in the band with the party drinking atmosphere. That's something that you've come to terms I with. I was completely fine with it. Um, if the other guys were comfortable with me being sober, it, for the long term is a different thing. Um, like if we were to go on tour, like actually hit the road, I don't know if they would be as comfortable with me being like essentially straight edge. Uh, <laughs> so well, the driving would be safer. I was always driving anyways, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
<laughs> I got lucky that I had a few members that are not drinking as well. So we're like four guys that don't drink at all in the band anymore. Or, you know, we're just pot smokers. So that is going to be fun for rotation. We can, you know, we can all rotate uh, for driving. So that's always fun. But if you're the only guy, well, you're fucked. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you're the... You're the you're, Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, as you so well know, since you're all alumni, uh, talking about their lives, music, and typically craft beer, but this is a sober February episode as we've been going through it, uh, which is presented by Pitch Black North, the Satanic Tea Company, and uh, the Satanic Tea Lord, as he likes to call himself, sent you guys uh, some packages, uh, so sh- showcase what you guys got. I don't know if you all got the same tea that I'm drinking tonight. Uh, Cryptopsy's None So Vile, the Black Lavender with Hops Tea. Uh, I wouldn't be able to get mine because that'll just be a struggle for me to get from there to get the tea. So uh, the one you sent me, I, I was hoping it was going to be the None So Vile because I really wanted to try that one. Uh, but the one I ended up getting was the Blood of Christ. Yes. It's a uh, black tea with vanilla and coffee beans, which I really thought was good too. Yeah, so I really liked it, and my girlfriend loves it. Amazing, because Satanic Tea Company also makes coffee. It's a new thing they've started last year. Oh, really? Well, thanks for letting me know that. That's good. Uh, I'm a frequent coffee drinker, and I love coffee just for the taste more for than what it does to you, you know? So, uh, yeah, I would definitely look into that. Massive cheers. I think, Corey, you got the same one as me. I did, I yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that's a vial. It's delicious. Uh, what, what's in that tea? A lavender, black tea, and hops. The, the story behind this tea is that uh, me and Dominic, the guy that runs uh, Pitch Black North, the satanic tea lord himself, um, hit me up, and we got into contacting about doing a tea for Cryptopsy, and at the same time, I knew that there was a brewery in Calgary, and they're from Calgary, so we did like a three-way collab. Uh, they made a beer with the tea in it, and this tea has hops in it. It's, I love it. It's it's cool stuff. Uh, let's talk about uh, replace. It's been coming up. I've been seeing it bubbling. Uh, talking about enjoying coffee very very much. A lot of the time, when people kick a habit, they replace it with something else, uh, something healthier, uh, something that is uh, makes them feel good. I've heard a lot of people that are now become sober or not lo- no longer drink tend to become very into coffee. So so Corey, take us on your coffee journey because I know you love it. I do love coffee. Um, I haven't been as into coffee as I want to be. Uh, my cousin actually owns a roastery out in Hamilton. So I want to get out there and like really dive into it a lot more and, and, and see the whole process. Um, but, um, I, I drink shit coffee most of the time, you know, like when I was drinking, <laughs> just lots <laughs> of drinking beer. Folgers in a cup. Yeah. When I was drinking beer, I, I drank like a lot of like, uh, old mill ice, like shit beer, but then I'd have my nice craft beer. So I do, uh, there's a, I think it's kicking horse, um, coffee that, uh, that I've been, uh, diving into a little bit. So that's kind of like my craft uh, craft beer side of coffee. Uh, and they have like four different, uh, roasts that they have that are really delicious. So it's like my weekend, uh, type of coffee drinking that I love. I love it. Gore, talk to us about coffee. Uh, I was always drinking coffee way before this. I was diagnosed and all the way. I, I was always a frequent coffee drinker. Uh, I can't remember what particular brands that I was getting. You know, I would I would get them more from my dad. My dad is also a coffee fanatic. So he would always supply me with like good coffee every time I went to his place. You know, he would make me a cup of coffee. I didn't ask questions. I just drank the coffee. And uh, I, 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 I go from, you know, light coffees to dark roast coffees to cappuccinos uh, to espressos. Uh, I do the whole shebang. I really, really, really like it. But I don't have any particular brand in particular. But I, 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 I drink whatever. You know, you can give me Folgers, and I'll drink Folgers. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. How about you, Matt? What, what would be something that you became more addicted to now that you're less addicted to other things? Uh, actually, I had to slow down on the coffee because of yeah. I think, I think the 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 blow did some damage to my heart or something. I used to be able to drink a lot of, of, uh, of coffee and like a filtered coffee. And I actually had to buy an espresso machine because it's not as bad. And I, I can drink like two small espresso, uh, two small espressos in the morning 
and maybe one when I come back from work, like late afternoon, but that's it. Because if I have more than that, my fucking heart is like, and I used to do like a lot of drugs and I was feeling great. But now, man, when I, when I have too many coffees, sometimes I grab like a McDonald's large coffee and fuck, man, it's, Woo! <laughs> man, I want to fly. <laughs> it's crazy. I can't believe I did all the drugs all that time, and it was I was feeling okay. But now, after that, I quit everything. Fucking coffee fucks me up. <laughs> so I drink I, water. I, I'm telling you, from being a frequent drug user in my past, coffee is probably like the one that does the most. I, I think I, I drink a coffee. And it felt like I was doing like four lines. It was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And, 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 and it lasts long. And when you come down off of it, it's worse because you're like, yeah, it's like you sugar crash. rush. You know, like a big sugar rush when uh, yeah. you come down off of it, you're like, fuck, I need a nap and a shower and maybe another <laughs> nap. <laughs> so yeah, that's because I really enjoy, I enjoy coffee and I love it. But yeah. So I buy um, I buy a good espresso uh, decaffeinated uh, coffee mm-hmm. to be able to drink a few more, you know. And I drink tea. I like tea too. Tea is pretty good. Tea makes me feel real good. Love tea. Oh fuck! I love tea. Yeah, love it very much. Hey, what's up, Fox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. This is like different questions. I'm going to segregate it differently for the for, for, for Gory. I have one for you, and then I'm going to start with these two guys, and then I'll come back to you with the same type of question, but framed differently because your context is different. Framed differently, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey and Matt, um, talk to me about if you could give advice to yourself back when you were not sober if you could travel back and and whisper the words into your ear and let's imagine that someone that's listening to this right now needs a hypothetically might need to hear this message what would that message be we'll start with you Corey. <sighs> slow down <laughs> <laughs> um i i don't know like it's very difficult because i had some really really great times and i don't know if i would change anything i did um definitely just like you d- keep it to a social thing you know um that that'd be the one thing i would say is like you don't need to sit at home and and drink a case of wine you know what i mean like you don't need to be <laughs> doing that stuff there's more productive ways to spend your time um than yeah than drinking just for the sake of drinking um yeah, that that's pretty much the big one. But like the social, the whole social aspect of everything, man. I don't think I'd give that up. Like I had some of the best times of my life with some of the greatest people, while uh, you know getting the most shitty we possibly could. So you know, how about you, Matsura? If you could go back in time and whisper in your ear before I started getting fucked up, that's that's an even better question, actually. Yeah, yeah, I would have said don't ever try coke never ever don't even look at it and that's my my life would have been different but as same as uh, he just said uh i had great times though i would i would have loved to quit like halfway through <laughs> that, that long journey 
just just you know for health um, things and and money too and you know but i would have i would have i would have still had half of that trip because the the maybe the second half wasn't as cool as the first half you know i when i worked at bistro jojo i, I would I would party with all these crazy musicians and like crazy wild parties. So that that part was pretty cool when I was in bars. But the, the, like the last years, uh, when I was back to renovation and I would get fucked up from Friday to Sunday, then get up and mm. do my week of renovation. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I would have told myself. Just don't try the hard drugs stay with beers and whatever you know get fucked up and vomit and you know take a shower and everything will be all right <laughs> uh this is for you now gore um if you could give advice whisper some advice to a young metalhead that may believe that they are suffering from symptoms of ms what would your advice be to them uh, if I could tell myself anything or any advice or anyone else, just live it. Just, just, you know, I wouldn't want to change every anything I did prior to my MS to where I am. I'm super happy. I had one of the best times when I was at Inferno Fest, and we got obliterated, but, but like for a weekend of time, it was insane. I don't think I've ever gotten that drunk in my life. So. I wouldn't really change anything because once you figure out you do have it and you know you have it, your life takes another path, but you learn to like that other path as well. Even though they're kind of separated, uh, you you enjoy this one and as much you're going to enjoy this one. Times are going to be hard, but you figure out how to adapt so easily with having MS. You know, for me, like I have a walker. And, you know, I, I've learned to drive a certain way now. You know, I, things change for me, but you kind of adapt to that as well. So uh, if I could, add, like, any advice, like I said, I, I, I don't really have advice. I would just say the only advice I would give you is live as much as you can. Because once you get to that point, you realize that you're somewhere else. And the things of your past, you don't repeat, even for like performing for me, will be different. It will be in a wheelchair now. It won't be uh, me standing up, being the person I was. So uh, it's different in that aspect, but you learn to love with it as well anyways. Hmm. Is that something that you do imagine? Visualize like yourself performing again in a wheelchair? Of course. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I know, I know in my current situation now, there's no way I can stand up more than like 10 seconds. Okay. Oh, shit. Max. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I'm, I'm like okay. wheelchair bound pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so like it may take time with physio and uh, the Ockervis, they call it. It's kind of like a chemotherapy. It kind of destroys your immune system to then disrupt the B cells, which they believe is one of the reasons that is causing MS. And they just put in good B cells by destroying some other B cells. So it, it does weaken my immune system. Uh, so I probably won't be able to tour mm. as long and frequently as I did. I can be a bit more selective and the conditions will have to change. Uh, but uh the stuff we're going to be coming out with uh, shortly, uh, I would say, in the, the next end of the year, uh, it, it might uh, bring, uh, bring a different aspect of the band's life and a chapter, a new chapter, you know, where you live with your singer that has multiple sclerosis, but look at the singer of Possessed. Mm -hmm. He does exactly that, and he performed. And he never mm -hmm. fucking gave up. And I have a high amount of respect for that. So I kind of see myself in that direction as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm up for it anytime. Does singing tires you? Uh, you got to keep your practice game. Uh, smoking doesn't help. Like, you know, I, I, I was a frequent weed smoker. I still am. But I do it in a different form now. I take oils. I edibles. I uh, vape instead of smoking. Because, you know, I'm still a cigarette smoker, but I cut down to like three cigarettes a day. 
Uh, so like you have to work at it to get somewhere, but uh, I mean, if you love it and it's your passion, you'll do it anyways because you love it. I'm excited, and I think that, and honestly, like I know you're gonna do it. I know you. I've known you for a long time. We've toured together back in 2016, I want to say. 2015. 2015. 2015. Yeah. May. May of 2015. Yeah. That was the last U.S. tour we've done. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So so I know you're going to do this, and you're going to be an excellent, excellent role model for any other humans that are struggling with what you've been going through. Yeah. Uh, there are times that are dark, but you do struggle. Everybody struggles with it differently, and everyone lives with MS differently. From one person to another, it's completely different. You guys got similarities, but one person may experience it way different than another person. So I'd be glad to be, you know, like a kind of a spokesman for people who have MS to then understand that, yeah, times are going to be hard, but like you have to think about every day it's your last day. And if you think about it that way, you're going to live every day to your fullest. And then you start to understand it and you kind of like, it's like conquering it within yourself, you know, spiritually and and mentally, because I think it's more the mental that is the crazy part about struggling with MS. Yeah, we can walk with a walker. I can go in a wheelchair, but, you know, thinking about, you know, not being able to perform ever, not being able, you know, like, I, I, I mean, mentally, that was depressing as hell. Uh, but, you know, I started jamming recently. I started getting medication and I, I pushed myself and I realized, you know, hell, I can do it. I, I, I mean, I'm jamming the album and the album, the new album is about uh, about 50 minutes and I'm doing every song. So I was like, you know, it's pretty much like a set anyways, or it's like 30 minutes, even less, depending what you're doing. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a challenge. But yeah, you learn to live with it. Dude. Fucking A. It's amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Um, double-edged sword question on the other side for the boys that no longer are, are consuming. Uh, do you think that you will be able to tour again? And if you do tour again, um, what will be different? A hundred percent. I can tour. Um, I don't, I, I've done half dozen shows now. And the only thing that really was different was I felt more prepared, I guess. I I usually play sober anyways, especially when I'm playing metal stuff, like anything that is is faster. Um I play like 100% sober uh, at least for the last like 5 6 years I would. Uh so it's just no after show beers. Um essentially like yeah, that's the only difference. Now, now I just want uh, some food, like a pizza or something, <laughs> rather than beverages. Uh, that's the on, only real difference for me. And hundred percent, I'll I'll be back on the road as uh, soon as the opportunities come. So, looking forward to that, uh, Matt. How about you? Um... Me, I never toured. I never toured before. Oh, being on stage, fuck yeah, man! I can't wait to do it. Now that uh, I'm. You know, I got back in a good shape and, and oh, fuck, man. I can't wait to do my little fucking dances with the guitar and shit. Oh, man, <laughs> I miss doing that. And I mean, I, I recorded quite a bit of music since the last time I played live. And yeah, I'd love to do a show with Stalin. I don't know if it's going to be possible ever, you know, because Mike is back in Boston. And I don't think Mike. Mike didn't really want to play live, but ah, fuck. Uh, you know, I'm a good salesman, so I could work <laughs> on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tamobil, I'm writing. Uh, we're writing right now another album. I'm taking my sweet fucking time for that because that's the band. I'm always very, um, I'm hard on myself when I write this shit. And yeah, and I played with a few other bands that I don't think I'm going to play live. But yeah, like seriously, uh, play Terra Mobile live again is one of the things I really w- want to do. It's not going to happen soon, soon, but, you know, maybe uh, within the next year. Uh, but yeah, and not drinking. See, I, I, I drink uh, often the non-alcoholic beers, but I'll have one 
Yeah, sometimes. Most of the time when I open the second one, I fucking pour it down the drain anyway. You know, you don't want to drink 12 of those. It's fucking useless. <laughs> just just calories for no fucking reason. It's just stupid. But uh, yeah, after shows, no, no, no. It's going to be, I'll probably want some food and that's it. You know, I'll be in a better shape to take the the gear back to the Cité de Mille. <laughs> <laughs> not want to stay there and you know not load the shit you know i think it's going to be pretty cool and i don't think i'm going to be a uh, boring because i'm not drunk because you know i like this i like to say stupid shit with the mic you know because we don't have a singer so it's my job sometimes yeah i was good with that and but i'm sharper when i'm not drinking so i could say even stupider shit now <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. See, that's what I'm looking forward to right there. I want to hear what you're going to say on stage. I love making collabs. I've released 35 beers in the past year. I, I created teas. Uh, I, I love it. There's something about uh, teaming up with something that I love and uh, putting my stamp on it and then seeing it come to fruition. It excites me. So here's my question to you guys now. If you could make a collab, doesn't have to be a beer. Uh, actually, I'd prefer if, if it wasn't a beer. What would you make that would be yours that you would love? And I know that Corey wants to do this, so I'll start with him. That's uh, see, that's tough because I do, I do, I do want to do a collab with. Uh, we're talking drums, but I just had like I'd like to do something with a drum company. Um, even if it's like a custom snare drum, I think that would be kind of be my dream is to have my own custom snare drum. Uh, but that's, uh, yeah, I don't know if that'd be as much of a collab as much as it would be like a signature series. Uh, <laughs> but it's still cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I have just wanted to want to, um, bring people together as like, uh, through video videography, uh, and and audio engineering um through a couple of studios that uh, i know and uh, and some people so doing starting to do video podcasts along with it uh so having not necessarily a collab in in the traditional sense of like oh we're doing this beer together or something offered that way but just working uh together with other uh other people uh to create something new um and i am starting to work on that but that is like a a big goal of mine especially through the podcast and and doing production and everything is just to work with like-minded individuals uh to create uh something uh unique and open uh, and like an open platform for people to uh discuss stuff i guess <laughs> yeah I love that. I'm looking forward to to that coming to fruition and me listening to those, watching those new this new content that you're going to create. Uh, Gore and Arama collab. What would be cool for Arama? What 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 do you think your fans would like to purchase that has Arama involved in it? All right. Uh, so in the last maybe year and a half, we got a new guitarist in the band. So we're now like a four piece band, and we're, we're writing together. And his girlfriend actually uh, makes sauce so we already have done a collaboration with her for uh, it's kind of like a black garlic kind of sweet barbecue sauce so uh, we've already started that but it hasn't came out uh, publicly yet we've just doing test and trial and uh, yeah it's an aroma sauce it's it's black you know it looks black it looks it looks really not very pleased like taste wise but uh it, it's it, it's actually really good so uh i wanted her to make it a bit more smoky a bit more you know so she's like kind of like just trying out batches but uh yeah we were gonna actually release sauces anyways uh so yeah that's pretty much what we've decided i i love sauces with you know meat and uh, all kinds of things so uh she makes a really good one and uh it happens to be our guitar's girlfriend. So it just kind of worked out that way. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to, to to soon be releasing it. Matt, Matt, what, what would be a perfect collab for you? I don't know, man. 
Uh, well, I've been thinking for a few years that, to have a podcast, but not something like you. Uh, uh, I, like something different, maybe uh, something more uh, like funny and shit and talking shit with people and, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd be perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always laughing with you. <laughs> but I, I just don't know if people would get tired of, you know, of listening to my stupid shit, you know, every whatever two weeks. Uh, so, and, you know, I, I've been thinking about, you know, uh, finding a good partner to do it with and have people invited to like every whatever. But it's a project that's, you know, it's, it's not going to see the light of day. Uh, anytime soon because it's something if i do it i want to do it right and i wanted to you know i, I don't want to do something shitty so it takes time to find the right people and the you know the right project and and write down maybe like how it's gonna be uh and yeah but yeah that would be um, my collab i guess with i don't know who and i don't know when <laughs> So um, it's just pure shit coming out of my mouth right now. I love it. No, no. <laughs> I, I'd listen to it. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. A twist on my classic wrap-up question. Um, I typically ask what hangover cures you have, but you don't need those anymore. So so I am curious. Uh, it's a lot of fun to party, and we've mentioned that there were some good times, but then there's always the next morning, the hangover that is horrible. So so what have you been doing now that you have all this extra time in your life? What is the one thing that you've started doing thanks to the fact that you have all this extra time that not being hungover? What is one thing that you've started doing, a better thing in your life, because you have the extra time in the morning of not suffering for the overexertion the night before. Gore, do you want to take that? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it would be physio. The thing that I find that I'm really like, because my body is kind of shutting down, so I have to kind of like balance it by, you know, uh, you know, a body in motion stays in motion. So, you know, I, I, the more I lie down and do nothing, well, then the more I'm going to. So I think that helps because if I had a hangover, I would just want to fucking sleep in my bed the whole night so or the whole day, too, you know. So, it, yeah, I guess it kind of led where I got I got the perfect amount of hours of sleep and then I wake up and, and then I start my day, you know, uh, being hungover, you don't really start your day no, the no, next no, no. day. It's, you... it's a horrible, horrible moment until the beginning to the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when, when you're on tour, it, it's different because, like, you fucking dread that morning because you know you're like, oh, shit, I drank too much the night before. But then you get on stage again. And you have such a good time that it just starts all over again. It's a reset button. <laughs> There's no time for really having a hangover. In that yeah, do you just have a big one when you come home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Matt? What 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 are you? What all this extra time but not being hungover? What are you doing? I uh, I get up at like four thirty in the morning, no alarm. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, man, I, my 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 place is already always clean all the time, but I just I fucking clean for no reason mm. and i <laughs> i take my sweet time before i go to work i uh, i have my two espressos that i try to not drink too fast and i guess i i watch tv in the morning and i watch my dog sleep and yeah i don't do shit i do a little bit of exercise but you know not that much <laughs> not enough and uh yeah but yeah, I just get up very, very, very early. Yeah, that's cocaine. That's why. Really? Years of cocaine. That's what it does to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know all about that. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. The lack of sleep because you're, you know, you're always high on cocaine. You're going for days and days and days without any sleep. If you, you know, if you snorted a fucking two eight balls, you're not, <laughs> you're not, your sleep is not that, that fucking good, you know? With two bottles of scotch, no. you're like, fuck, man, I I don't feel good when I go to bed, and I'm not going to feel good when I get up, and when, you know, for a little while, then, then you eat shit food, you know, like pizza and poutine and whatever, and it doesn't make you feel any better, just, you know, comfort food, I guess, but fuck, yeah, all that energy, I, I used to nap all the time, like, when I was 300 pounds, I, like, 
I, when I worked on renovation, I would eat like super quick during the lunch and people, they, they, they would be amazed. Like I would be sitting there falling asleep in like 10 seconds. And I like, I snore, like snore. <laughs> crazy. So they would know. Like, they watch, okay. Okay. Shut up everybody. And start snoring like crazy. <laughs> 20 minute nap. And then whoa, get my fat ass up and start working again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> it always is with you. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> hey, it's me. Uh, it's, it's who you are. I love it. <laughs> Corey, what, what, all this extra time that you have now that you're not hungover, what have you been doing? Well, in the summer months, I would uh, I started running 5K a day. So like, I got wow, really, really into running. Uh, but then... I started having like issues with my ankles and stuff. So I started doing other exercises and now, right now I'm, uh, I do yoga every morning. So that's kind of like, uh, my morning routine. I get up and then I, I do yoga and, uh, I, I try to do fasting every day. So like, I don't, I don't eat until like two in the afternoon and yeah, instead of, uh, drinking, I just like, I'm trying all of these different kind of like biohacking things like, you know, like doing yoga every day and, and, and fasting and all kinds of different diets. Like I'm pescatarian now. So like I only eat fish. I don't eat chicken or beef or anything like, yeah, I'm just trying whatever to keep life interesting. I guess to a degree. <laughs> That's what you have to Amazing. do until you fucking die, man. That's it, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the secret right there. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so, so much for hanging out with me. Um, again, talking about your life, um, a little bit about your music. We didn't really dig too much into your music, but uh, we will again when I have you back on. Um, being sober, uh, your your journeys, uh, stopping drinking, your your new lifestyles, I really really appreciate it. This was amazing. Um, I'm gonna say a massive cheers to you, and I really really appreciate you guys hanging out with me yet again. Thanks, buddy. I cheers. fucking love you, Matt. I love all you guys. <laughs> cheers. Let's go do some blow now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, was this ever a deep, deep conversation. Now, it is very, very interesting to sit down with three of your friends, three people that you've had deep discussions with in the past, and then rediscover them as if you've peeled back a new layer of who that person is. Massive cheers to Gore, Mathieu, and Corey for being so open about their new lifestyle and I really, really appreciate them being so honest and open. It was truly an amazing conversation. I cannot wait to hang out with you guys again. I just want to give you guys all a huge, huge thank you so, so much for being a part of this episode. Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You could do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week, which contains all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. It will have all of the information about any episodes which I dropped throughout that past week. If I've been a guest on someone else's podcasts, you also hear about any projects that I have in the works before I announce them to the public. And you'll get to see all of the albums that Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is available on Apple Music and Spotify. You will also get to see all of the album reviews, which the Vox and Hops album review crew have dropped throughout that week, and you'll get the updated links to any upcoming Thirsty Thursday virtual hangs. Now, there's just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, I would hate for you to miss a single thing, so please sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcast. This is the final episode of Sober February 2022, which was presented by Pitch Black North, the Satanic Tea Company. Massive cheers to Pitch Black North for being so damn cool and presenting this awesome month. I love doing Sober February. I hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. I will most definitely do this again. But more than that, I'm also going to keep doing sober episodes throughout the next months. I had so many people contact me that wanted to be a part of this that I've decided to just continue it. 
but with one episode a month. I hope you have a glorious weekend. I will be back next week with one episode, which will be dropping on Tuesday. But until then, please remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.